push the red button. <laughs> sure you do it's that. Important thing there. Mm-hmm. Unwinding Loons, Caulk Like Coffee, and the 100-word story. It's all part of Kwame and Company. Hey, Amy. Hey, what? You know what <laughs> podcast we're on today? I don't. I mean, I kind of do because you just told me. Oh, yeah, I just yeah, asked yeah, yeah, before yeah. we started. Yeah. Number Two, 24. Two dozen. Oh, that's a good way to put mm-hmm. it. One right. for every hour of the day. That's right. So you could you could start listening to this one now, mm-hmm. and do one every hour for two days, or no, a day, a day. A you could do you could one do one day. Well, you could, Twenty-four every hours hour. In oh, day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that would keep you busy. It would. <laughs> or you for, could for twenty-four hours. You could do twelve hours today and twelve hours tomorrow. Oh sure. Then you could actually sleep in between. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> But, uh, you know, you, you're at work, you got your ear pods in. You could be listening to Kwame and Company all the time, whether we're on the air or not. Lucky you. Lucky you, yeah. <laughs> okay, before we get into the all, all the important stuff here, mm-hmm. I've got this thing from uh, Jerry that I thought was more repeating. We did it uh, early morning the other day. Uh, and Jerry said, uh, he co- titles this Silent Approval. I think you were you were doing important stuff. You were doing uh, numbers or figures or oh, I'm sure it was very important transcribing music or I don't know what you were doing. I don't know office. what I was but, doing. Um, he he said uh, smile at the first ten people you see each day without saying a word, and there are two benefits. Okay, so I'm just thinking here. The first ten I probably haven't seen ten people yet today. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I got a couple left. I saw the guys at the holiday station. Well, you've seen seven just here. Oh, I, well, I'm real close because it was two. So I need only one more person. Oh, okay. Then I'll be done smiling <laughs> for today. <laughs> then you don't have to yeah. smile anymore. Right. Yeah. No, that's not his point he's trying to make <laughs> right. here. Say, he'd say, okay, let's back up. Smile <laughs> at the first 10 people you say every day without saying a word. And there are two benefits to that. Number one, many smile back. Mm-hmm. Number two, no matter how many respond to your silent approval, you've just boosted your mood to start the day. I have a hard time just smiling because, first of all, my just my little smile doesn't look like a smile. So I have to, it's a big smile. Like well, the, you either get a big smile or you get no smile. Okay. The, the, so I have a hard time with the big smile without saying something with it. Like, good morning or well, you, good afternoon. Okay. Or like, I don't think that's a vital Hi. part of this. You, yeah, could, you could say. I, I usually have to say something. Just some little retort there. Sure. <laughs> uh, but I, I like what Jerry is saying here because here's the next line. It's a dress rehearsal for creating happiness. Sure. Uh, so he assigned this to his class. I'd love to see one of Jerry's classes sometimes. <laughs> they go around smiling all the time. Yeah. Apparently. I assigned this as a stretching exercise in my stress class where many discover for the first time that practicing looking happy precedes waiting for something good to happen. Okay, practicing mm. looking happy precedes waiting for something good to happen. So you don't have to smile only when something good happens. If you smile, something good will happen. 
Sure. It's the other way around. Hey, Jerry. I... All the smiling, somebody brought us treats today. So. Oh, well, that, you smile and a, oh, he said yes. something nice there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, back to the, uh, not that this is more serious, uh, all, for the next couple of days here, we've got uh, uh, clever ways to get things done from ingenious chore avoiders. Maybe I'm going to put ingenious in quotes here. Just to, you know, there you get little quotes here. The air quotes around ingenious. Because mm-hmm. I'm not sure about all of these. This is from Reader's Digest. They said, okay, readers, give us clever ways to get things done. So it, it's uh, it's uh, being lazy cleverly. Cleverly being lazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, here we go. Um, and these I don't think we talked about on the air, so these are fresh ones. Number one, one night tired of getting up to fan our bonfire, I asked my friend if he had an electric leaf blower. Yeah, he said. I suggested using it to stoke the fire. The rest of the night, he sat with the leaf blower, flipping it on whenever the flames needed reviving. It's been our method ever since. Donald Jenkins from Parma, Ohio. Have you ever done this? Well, we actually have a little, it's made for getting charcoal to start oh, on yeah, fire. Oh, yeah, yeah, sticking the bottom of the grill, kind of? Yeah, but it's a little handheld, and you turn the fan on and go, <laughs> much better than when you're trying to get a fire. So we use that one now when we're starting fires in the fire pit when we're camping. Yeah. Because the old method was get a paper plate and mm-hmm. wave it yeah. and sit there, yeah. and your arm is, like, tired by yeah. the time it gets going. But right. with that thing, is like, what? Doesn't Maybe. take long at all. Flame, yeah. It's it's like the old bellows in a blacksmith shop. Exactly. They, they had that. But I don't know if their fire's going down. Um, it'll, it'll bring it back, or yeah. But if there's you know, nothing to burn. Well, right. You got to have. You stuff can't just to burn lay there. there and you know hit the thing and expect it to go back up because you do yeah. have to add wood to a fire to yeah. keep it burning. I've done this with especially when you're burning leaves and stuff. Oh sure. Uh, actually, I mean, don't get too crazy with that. Well, because... that's, I've gotten too crazy sometimes with that because you can make a fire that's hotter than the sun. Yes. I mean, uh-huh. uh, actually, and this is the what not to do. Okay, so this, <laughs> this is... <laughs> this isn't for lazy. This is no. just don't do this. Because <laughs> my, my procedure is I'm, I'm mowing at the same time. So I got the okay. lawn tractor with the chute on it. Mm-hmm. And I go around and around, closer and closer until I've got a pile of leaves in the sure. middle, okay, uh-huh. right on the burning pit, but you can't see the burning pit anymore because there's a huge pile of leaves on it. Yep. All right, then I start the fire, and I keep the lawn tractor sitting there blowing on it. And, oh, man, does that go. Woo, doggies. Trouble is you got to be really careful. You could spread that baby. And you could start your lawnmower on And fire. you could start, and there's gasoline involved in the yes, lawnmower. So, I was going to yeah, say, this could be that, a really bad thing, yes, Phil. Yes, it's not the best plan. Uh, and... <laughs> Uh, I scorched the branches of trees for, you know, over, you know, fairly distant trees at the same time because it goes up. I mean, it makes this really tall column of hot air. So anyway, so never mind. Don't even do that. But the but the leaf blower, not a bad thing for a, for a campfire because mm-hmm. you've got the professional one. Right. Yeah. And it's, right. it's not overpowering it. Okay, I'm going to put it up. I'm putting a plus by this one. Yeah, we right. have one at home and we have one in the camper because they work that well. Okay. 
Well, here's one from uh, uh, a reader of Reader's Digest. Her name is Susan Gravity. Susan, Sarah Gravity. <laughs> Sarah Gravity. I'm going to nickname Sarah Captain Obvious because okay. <laughs> it's kind of, okay. Uh, she says, I live in the Colorado mountains where we rarely experience humidity. Well, that'd be a plus right there. Uh, well, anyway, therefore, I do not and will not dry the dishes. Why do a job the air will do for me if I just wait a few minutes? Well, I don't think you have to live in the mountains to actually dry your to dishes. This by... out, no. I mean, that's why almost everybody who's done dishes yeah. has a drying rack. Drying rack. Mm-hmm. Or you just set them out upside down on a towel. Uh-huh. Okay, so, uh, Sarah, you're nicknamed Captain Obvious on that one. <laughs> Let's do one more here. Um, <laughs> I do like, okay, yeah. speaking of... Sorry, I'm going to go off on a tangent. Well, because that's, it never happens. No, here. but they were in a Colorado, you know, where there's no, there's not a humidity or Low whatever. humidity, yeah. So one time I was in Utah yeah. helping, northern Utah, helping with a church. They were building like an extra building and that was going to get used for a, their Awana program, oh, yeah. Sunday school classes and things like that. So it was in just addition. this little house type thing with a bunch of different classrooms in it. Okay, in Utah. In Utah. So Up I was there high. doing that, and we, we stayed with a, a family, and she had circus peanuts in her cupboard. You know, those the candy? orange peanuts yes. that get rock hard? <clears throat> they don't get rock hard there because there's no humidity. Really? Yeah, so she just had it, like, won't. Yeah, this was amazing to me because if I get circus peanuts, I eat the bag yeah. and just go, Tink! And done, because I know I'm yeah. just going to throw them away if I don't. Well, it's sugar in the shape of a peanut. And it's marshmallow. Well, okay. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. but marshmallow is sugar. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so she had <laughs> it, and she just had it folded over with a rubber band. Not in a plastic bag. Yeah. Not in some other contraption to keep it safe. And it did get hard safe. as a rock. No. They were soft, probably softer, actually, than any circus peanuts I've ever had. Wow. It's another reason to live in Utah or Colorado, <laughs> I guess. Evidently. Wow. I was, I, just still to this, obviously, still to this day, it amazed yeah. me because I think I went there 22 years ago. Yeah. Well, it's fresh <laughs> it's in been, your memory. It, it's been a while, but that was, it was one of my favorite things. You I know, couldn't believe it. I always talk up circus peanuts to the kids in Sunday school because I use food as a uh, incentive a lot. Sure. It just says, you know, like doggy treats only for uh-huh. kids. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> so you, you learn the memory verse. Good. Sit up. There you go. <laughs> no, <laughs> well, anyway, so, uh, I convinced them that circus peanuts are the best candy in the world. And when they're hard, they're better because you get to soak, suck on them for a long time. Oh, sure. I don't mind them hard. Yeah, I don't either, but you know, usually kids turn up their nose. If what, this is chartreuse instead of green. I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> You know, they're, they're right. finicky. They're yeah. finicky, these Have kids. Have you ever had the Easter circus peanuts? No. I'm, I'm putting that in quote because they're not in the shape of a peanut. They're in the shape of, like, little bunnies. And they're different colors. They have, like, white, yellow, pink, oh. and green. So they're and they not are different flavors. They're no, different. no, 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 no. They're, the they're, the, they're circus the... peanut material. Oh, okay. But then they have flavoring to them. Where they taste like, you know, like the yellow ones are like a lemon yeah. flavor. And well, this is cool. They're, yep, you'll have to, have to look that. for those on Easter. You know, okay, well, here's a, a step, another step. 
Are Circuit Peanuts and Peeps the same thing, only a little more mature? Or what is the difference between a Peep and a Circus Peanut? Uh, marshmallows are, or the Peeps are more marshmallowy. Yeah. Like soft. But what does way that soft. just mean they, they, they have let more them air. sit longer? I think it's more air. More air. Okay, that makes sense. It seems like the other ones are almost like a partially dehydrated marshmallow. Okay. All right. Well, that's a. Is that like not the best way to describe a circus peanut? Partially dehydrated marshmallow. Yeah, I'd go with that. <laughs> uh, I've got it now. I'm going to have to go buy some, and we'll come look at the bag and see what's in there. Sure. Well, they have. I know they have um, peeps at the Dollar General because oh. they have the Halloween ones. They have little ghosts and they have pumpkins. Oh well, okay. Because I got and they're only in a package of three, so it was like the perfect amount. Because I, I can right. never eat. Usually, I eat two. The only problem is this is going to wreak havoc. With my uh, keto, uh, keto. That, that, <laughs> I can't imagine that there's such a thing keto. as a keto-friendly circus peanut or peep, for that matter. I do not think so. No, you might have to be the the test mule on this okay, thing here. All okay. right. Uh, all right. One more of these uh, uh, lazy at its finest. This comes okay. from Ron in Monmouth, 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 Oregon. It's another. Well, it could be in the mountains or it could be by the coast. I don't know where Monmouth is. Uh, he says, sometimes I'll push the button to add 30 seconds to my microwave, allowing the carousel an extra half turn because I don't want to reach all the way back to the back of the microwave for the food or beverage. <laughs> Ron, <laughs> I think maybe you might be applying this to the extreme here. Oh, reach in that extra six well, inches. Well, you could put it in the middle. You could. I'm just saying, but, but maybe that's reaching too far when he goes to put it in there. One inch know. too far. It was mm-hmm. just, could be that Ron is short, like Prince or something, and he can't reach into those up uh, the microwave Possibly. above the stove. The I would never have a microwave above the stove. I cannot reach that far. Oh yeah, you and Val both. That's yeah. Uh, that's Even a the microwave in our camper, I have to like Too stand high. stand on my tiptoes to be able to see because when you're traveling, that little turntable thing yeah. never stays in the place that it's supposed oh, to. Oh, it bangs around and it gets yeah. So then it slides off. It's yeah. access point in the middle yeah. and and i have no idea until i pull out the food and it's not quite warmed up right because it right. wasn't spinning the whole entire time so then i look up on there, the edge I, of the thing yeah. yeah so then i get on my tiptoes and realize oh and oh, then the i have place, to try so. to fix it and get it into the little notches and so maybe ron's idea isn't half bad for uh shorter short people, people? Yeah. yeah if you're talking a high microwave and not a countertop i suppose okay, okay. all right ron well it a reluctant sense. thumbs up on that one <laughs> <laughs> this is Kwame and Company on the Word. We're going to find out about a ladies' retreat at Camp Jim. 91.5 and 102.7, the Word. Oh, it's good to have uh, Nick Hulse with us again. From He's the program director at Camp Jim just outside, you said, just east of Pillager, right? Yeah, just given. east of Pillager. Yeah, and, and that's uh, Hardy Lake, right? Yes, sir. Okay. So we've talked in the last few weeks about... Uh, uh, the Labor Day Family Camp and the men's meet and greet. What about the ladies? Is there anything going on at Camp Jim? And I say that tongue in cheek because I know there is. <laughs> yeah, we have uh, coming up September 22nd through the 24th, so Friday through Sunday, uh, we have the Ladies Refresh Retreat coming in. Okay. Uh, and and uh, Ladies Refresh, meaning the kids are back at school. I need some time with my gal pals. Yep. You, you've been... Uh, You've got your kids off at school. Yep. You've got, uh, you know, coming off a long summer, uh, you know, your your husband 
has been away at the men's retreat or he's been out fishing or playing golf all summer. Right. This is a weekend just for you. Okay. Ladies refresh retreat. How are you refreshing the ladies? What's going on? Yeah. So we've got, uh, well, the, one of the big, big things that I normally mention is you're not having to cook. You're not having to clean. Oh, there you go. We've got people there that are taking care of all of that for you. But more than that, you get refreshed because we've got a speaker coming in, uh, a lady that actually my wife, Corianne, is so excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, their speaker is a, a gal named uh, Pat Phileas, okay. and she's from over in the Green Bay area. And my wife and I have been trying to get her to come and do a women's retreat for years. And this is the first time we've been able to get her. We are so excited. She does such a great job of just pouring into women, meeting them where they're at. She's had, uh, I think they had four kids uh, growing up that kind of ran the spectrum of uh, extreme athletes to to more introverted. So she's yeah. she's got a great way of relating to everybody. Um, but she uh, she works in youth ministry or did for many many years. So she understands where women are at and how to reach them with the gospel. Now, when you have a a women's retreat like this, uh, the the ladies refreshed retreat versus the men's meet and greet, which was just what, a week or two, mm-hmm. a week ahead of that. Yep. Uh, is there more time for interaction and communication and sitting around and sharing in the women's retreat than the men are out tromping around the woods and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, the, I mean, there's still going to be some activities. We're still yeah. going to have archery going for the for the ladies. Oh, We're cool. still going to have, uh, uh, you know, the waterfront uh, will still be open, you know, weather permitted because, Again, we're getting near the end of uh, end of September there, but the boats are still available. Things like that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, you get more time to uh, more time to sit fellowship with one another if you want it. Uh, but the big thing that we added uh, for this year is a uh, a book swap. Oh. Actually, so it's a chance for uh, ladies if you have had a book that you have uh, that you've read that's made a big impact in your life. Yeah. Um, you know, something that helped you grow, something that challenged you in some way. What we're doing is asking, hey, bring a bring that book with you. We're going to have a time set up when ladies can talk to each other, swap books. So if you've got an amazing one and somebody else has one that you want to read, you can actually swap those books while you're there at the retreat. So bring a book with you that you're interested in swapping. And if yeah. you say, hey, I just, I don't have one. I haven't done any reading. I'm not sure. We're going to have some other ones there. That, some extra. You know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Don't feel like, well, I can't do it because I didn't have one. We'll have you covered. We want to make sure that everybody goes home with a way that they can try and grow okay. uh, in their love of God. Before you leave, I've got some books from our books of the month and stuff. Let me send some with you. Okay? Oh, that would be awesome. Thank All right. you. Uh, well, you know what? When you swap books like that, uh, you could be also be starting some friendships there that will be long-lasting. Oh, absolutely. And that's uh, My wife and I have said for years that the best friends that we have ever had, my wife and I included, we actually met at a camp okay. uh, over in Michigan, uh, 21 years ago. Yeah. Um, but the best friends and the the closest, dearest friends that my wife and I have, we met at camp. Yeah. Well, you share something there that that uh, it's a bond that's hard to break. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, Nick, we appreciate what you're doing at Camp Jim. And again, though, uh, let me see if I have the website right. Campjim.org. That is correct. Well, that's pretty easy. But still, I'm a Norwegian <laughs> guy, so I, I don't remember <laughs> stuff very well. Campgym.org. You can register for the Ladies Refresh Retreat right on the website and probably see some pictures of the camp. Absolutely. Yep. All We've right. got uh, the different buildings are on there, the different uh, amenities that we have. So, yeah, absolutely. Check it out right there on the website. Okay. Be sure to keep us informed what's going on there at Camp Jim, okay? Absolutely. Will do. 
bottom of the column news, our panel of experts, and the Swirl Master 2000, all part of Kwame and Company on 91.5 and 102.7 The Word. All right, lazy at his finest, part B, clever ways to get things done from ingenious, with air quotes, chore avoiders. These are all readers of Reader's Digest that then take it upon themselves to submit this idea to Reader's Digest. That used to be a big deal. You get your article in Reader's Digest. Sure. Remember, do you ever know anybody that got in there? I no. I've got a friend from high school that got a um, a joke in Reader's Digest. Ooh. Yeah. Can't remember it now. But I it, I once got an article in. It was a hunting. I mean, this was like 15 years ago. Sorry, yeah, I'm hard to remember. Okay. It was some kind of a hunting thing where they asked about your hunting trip or whatever. So I wrote a good a story about my kind of my first big buck that oh, I had nice. gotten in yeah. Canada. Well, that's cool. Yeah, nifty. And it got published, and I got a free shirt because wow. it got in there. And okay. I've had my picture with the deer in Outdoor News. Wow, I think it. We well, gotta put this up on the Facebook page <laughs> if you can find it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's probably somewhere in the memorabilia um, with my scrapbooking stuff oh. in boxes. Okay. Well. Most likely, it's in a box somewhere on the bottom of the pile, or in the, sometime in the next in the mes- fifteen years, yeah, you'll run into that. Sometime I'll find, have that room finished, and I'll be able to unpack the boxes. <laughs> <laughs> this one, this this ingenious with air quotes ways to <laughs> avoid chores. Uh, okay, you don't have to help me rate this one. This is from Bonnie Radis, Radens in Basem, New York. Okay, Bonnie. I was getting in the passenger seat and was too lazy to close the car door. I asked my husband, who's going to shut the door? He said, hold on. Stepped on the gas and then quickly tapped the brake. The door closed softly by itself. Sure. The grandchild must going backwards. Thinks, yeah, right. Yeah. The grandchild thinks it's especially funny. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I've know, done that before. I've done it too. Be- but but the- that's only because I'm in the driver's side. And nobody's over there. And nobody's on that yeah, side. Yeah. Well, the problem, or, you know, the chance of accidentally getting something sticking out the door when it comes violently swinging back, because <laughs> I don't see how to do this. She said the door closed softly by itself. It's not a soft thing when, in my experience, it's a wham. Yeah. Well, it depends upon what kind of car you have, though. Because if you have heavy doors, then they swing harder. But if you have a cheap car, like a lighter model, like I have a Corolla, which is down towards the bottom of the Toyota models. Size, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And weight. That thing is light. I don't know if those doors really, I mean, you have to really, I mean... But Teenagers that, can do it, but that's about it. So you're saying you really have to swing it. So that kind of reinforces my point that you got to have enough momentum that this thing is going to be moving pretty good in order. Yeah, sometimes to shut. mine don't latch though. Uh, like if you don't yeah. tap it hard enough, yeah, it, it doesn't actually latch shut. So I'm the gonna, kids often do that too because uh, yeah. they're because they're so used to getting yelled at. Yeah. For, <laughs> yeah, for not, slamming the doors. Yeah. Yeah. That the, then the next time they go to do it, it barely shuts. So. Okay. That. I have questions about this one as being an actual uh, time saver, but oh, I get it. <laughs> I as don't opposed know if it's to getting saver. out and walking around the car. And, sure. Okay. Um, but she this, was right there. Why don't you just reach over and shut it? <clears throat> well, 
Simsley. Apparently she's, she's too lazy. She says, I'm too oh. lazy to close the car door. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, that's um, pretty pretty lazy. This one comes from <laughs> Janet Murphy in Westland, Michigan. And again, we're doing lazy at its finest. Clever ways to get things done from, air quotes, ingenious chore avoiders of the Reader's Digest. Janet says, when we first married, our TV had no remote. I can identify with that. Right now, I can't find the right remote because... Every time the kids come home, they reprogram our remote so they do different things or less things or more things. or Sure. So then uh, where's the remote for the sound? Because that's on a separate remote. Uh-huh. And then, uh, oh, that's integrated. Well, it doesn't work right now. Okay, where's the remote for the TV or the Apple TV or the sound? <laughs> oh, I know your pain. I, I understand. So anyway, so <laughs> here's what Janet says. Some nights I'd be so comfy I didn't want to get up and change a channel. Oh, I get that. We've all been there. So you just watch what the next show is. Well, that's right. Or that's what <laughs> kids are for. Right, yeah. exactly. And then once you have kids. Here's yeah. what she said, though. Hmm. I'd call, I need a kiss to my husband, and he'd come running over and kiss me. And then I'd say, since you're up, will you change the channel for me? <laughs> all right. That's <laughs> thinking there. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. What husband's not going to? Oh, okay. right. Well, I, maybe this is uh, 15 years on that might not be working. Like yeah. The when they were first together, plan. he probably yeah. caught on a few years in. Yeah. All right. That's <laughs> <laughs> laziness and how we get things done. Um, this is Kwame and Company on The Word. 91.5 and 102.7 The Word. This is Kwame and Company, and Tristan Borland is with us today. Tristan, thanks for joining us here on The, on the Word. Hey, Phil, thanks for having us. So you're just now associated with Smile Again Ministries. Uh, how long have you been uh, been in this leadership position? So I was the uh, senior pastor at Riverview Church in Pine River for over 12 years. We served oh. there as associate pastor for three years prior to that. So we've been in the community for over 15 years serving in ministry. Uh, we... Uh, after about a year of discernment, my wife and I uh, just been praying and uh, felt like it was time that we stepped down and we didn't know what was coming next. And oh, so, boy. so, uh, yeah, I know I was, uh, you know, faith is not my strong suit, Phil. And so we were, we were praying and, uh, God was like, do you, do you trust me? And I was like, well, just tell me the plan. And he said, do you trust me? And I said, yeah. well, give me the plan. So anyway, we, we resigned, um, this spring, not knowing what was next. And 24 hours later, after resigning, uh, my wife brought me her phone and said, hey, look at this. And it was, a, it was the posting for the executive director's position at Smile Again Ministry. So we just got started uh, really in July. So we've only been at it a couple of months uh, okay. over in Cross Lake. So diving into a new endeavor. And Smile Again Ministries has been around for a while, uh, initially uh, uh, started by another pastor and his wife. Yeah, Pat and Juicy Meisner started Smile Again Ministries, I would think, about 13 or 14 years ago. Yeah. Um, and it is, a, um, if you don't know what it is, it is a retreat center and a ministry for families that have lost children. And so Pat and Judy had lost uh, their daughter, Mickey, back in the 80s, and then uh, just had a heart to get this ministry up and running for, for families that have gone through major, major loss. And so they started it, uh, yeah, about 13 years ago, I'd say. So in what ways does Smile Again Ministry reach out to those families, families that have gone through the grief of losing a child? Well, that's what we're uh, trying to figure out, oh, Phil. Yeah. We're just just brand new starting out, and so uh, we want to get the word out. So it's it's primarily a retreat center, so families uh, that have lost a child, and that's that's a child of any age. So it could be a young child, or it could be an adult, uh, you know, an elderly adult who's lost an adult uh, son or daughter. Right. Um, and so we're open to any family, but um, that's one of the things we're we're diving in is just spreading the word. Unfortunately, there are a lot of people more than you would think that have gone through uh, great loss. 
And so we um, we want to spread the word about what we're trying to do as far as coming alongside families, uh, coming alongside churches and other uh, other people that that know people that have lost children and, and yeah. supporting them as they support uh, those who are going through tragedy. And is there a restriction geographically on, on who you're reaching out to? Uh, not really. I'm assuming that most of our people will come from uh, Minnesota, but yeah. we've, uh, we've served pretty much uh, the whole state of Minnesota, it seems to me, and people beyond the state. Uh, but just due to location, you know, as far as people drive time, mainly yeah. Minnesota. Yeah. Well, in Minnesota, Lake Country is a, is a destination. So, you know, a lot of people come through this area and are familiar with it, even if they don't live right here. Right. And and Smile Again is, uh, it's in a pretty uh, remote place east of uh, Cross Lake. It's on a really serene and peaceful setting yeah. on, on a lake. And so it really does fit that Lake Country uh, getaway to like a cabin or a, a lodge. So. Right, right. Well. So, well, if you're just joining us, Tristan Borland is with us. He and his wife, Jill, are working with Smile Again Ministries now. Uh, we've had Pat and Judy on before uh, to talk about Smile Again, and uh, so it's great to see a continuation. And if people, uh, we're going to take a little break here, but if people have to go, and, and that's radio, they're in and out all the time, uh, what's your website if, if folks want to find out more? Yeah, go to Smile Again Ministries. I think it's .org. I should have written this down, oh, Phil. Okay, but, okay. you know, Google Smile Again Ministries, yeah. cross like you'll find it. Uh, or you can call the Smiley Again number at 320-310-8877. Kwame and Company, focusing on closet vision, comfort food, pirates on the prairie, and Pat's gut. It lifts me up when I'm having a bad day. It energizes me and just helps me get through the day. Thanks. All right, that's uh, that's what we're here for. Get you through the day. And I make... might have talked at the beginning of that. You said something, but I didn't hear what was it was, so it. I just kept going. Because you said Kwame and Company on the Word, and I was going to say the Word podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> Very good. You're right. Exactly. But I, but I, I stopped yeah. myself, though. So just the Word. <laughs> well, we got a little bottom of the column news, and then we've got... Uh, I've had have trouble from day to day. Sometimes I'll say it one way. Sometimes I'll say it another way. Uh, Taya Smith. Worship leader, is it Taya or Taya? Taya? I don't know. All is right. it a guy or a girl? It's a girl. Oh, okay. I thought it was a girl. Taya. Taya? That's how I would say it. I don't okay. know, though. I have no idea. All right. Well, we'll we'll see. She's got some thoughts on worship. <laughs> Things that we need bit. to get to the bottom of. Good. It would be good. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, and we're using air quotes a lot today, and uh, it's hard to see on a podcast, but we'll do it anyway. Uh, <laughs> Uh, this is uh, about an academic, air quotes, <laughs> academic. When you sure. when you overemphasize, that's air quotes, <laughs> sure. right? Yes. Academic <laughs> paper composed entirely of gibberish was accepted for a lecture at the International Conference on Atomic and Nuclear Physics in Atlanta. You would think they'd be pretty particular about the You'd type think of so. papers... This guy from New Zealand, Professor Christoph Bartnick, which is kind of a neat name, <laughs> Christoph Bartnick of New Zealand's University of Canterbury, said he began writing using an Apple operating system. Sure. By entering the words atomic and nuclear into his tablet, or if you're George okay. W. Bush, nuclear. nuclear. No, he said it differently. He said nuclear. N- nuclear. Oh, well, anyway, he's got those two words in there and then randomly, whatever followed, uh, uh, 
autocomplete. He'd leave it there. Sure. So you start writing it. Autocomplete tries to finish the sentences for mm-hmm. you. So he'd start atomic and nuclear, and then poof, something would appear. Ridiculous. And he just uh, he just kept them. So uh, here's a sample sentence. Now it's hard to read because it, you know, usually verbs oh, come yeah, at a certain not, place, right. and it's, it's so not, it doesn't flow. The atoms of a better universe will have the right for the same as you are the way we shall have to be a great place dot 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 okay that's an example of one sentence so anyway these guys they said oh sure academic paper we'll take that we'll be in the Mm -hmm. program that's good i think they probably felt like fools later yeah probably what they need is a artificial intelligence uh thing to monitor the papers that come in and can tell them which ones are good. Or not. Sure. Yeah. Why not? This is sort of a, that's a, a really rudimentary version of artificial intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> just, just randomly tie things together. Okay, there's one more here. This is both sad and funny. It's an 18-year-old man who allegedly tried to steal koi carp fish from a holding tank. Uh, pending their return to a pond at Castle Park in uh, Colchester, England. He botched the job. So he's trying to steal these big uh, yeah. golden carp, basically. Right. Koi. Yep. Koi. Uh, resulting in the death of most of them. What a moron. Yeah. Including some of the oldest and most visitor-friendly of the species. Because they'd come up to him and he'd try to grab them and however he was grabbing them. I don't know, but it wasn't a good plan. So park rangers managed to rescue several because they apparently interrupted this jerk. This caper. Uh, They managed to rescue several. And one ranger even gave mouth-to-mouth resuscitation to three carp. What? That's what it's a thing. I, uh, a biologist told the BBC News that carp are noted for surviving on low oxygen and might not have needed mouth to mouth. Sure, just but, put them in water. But they <laughs> they didn't tell the guy because you know, <laughs> poor you guy. Make him feel bad. He just gave mouth to mouth to a fish. He's already <laughs> done that and <laughs> used Listerine for a month. Oh, you imagine the mouth of a carp? Nope. Nope, I can't. And they they have huge mouths. I don't even know how he accomplished this. And some of them have those whisker things. <laughs> I like the, <laughs> your hand motion. Well, <laughs> you know, it communicated that, didn't it? Those whisker things. Almost like a cat's claw, but not quite. Yeah. The whisker things closer to the face. Mm, whisker things. Uh, <laughs> so that's a sad and a funny story. I mean, mm, yeah. Might even. Yeah. Sad well, that some of them died. I just don't know what his purpose what are you I, trying to accomplish there? I would but. imagine they're valuable. Oh, well, you know, but possibly, yeah, if they're old. 30-year-old mm-hmm. gold carp, koi carp. All right, as long as we're on animals, people have been hit by flying animals that should not have been airborne. So these are examples of people being hit by flying animals that should not be airborne. So it's not like a an actual flying pig. It's a flying pig. Right. <laughs> it's, a, it's not a... <laughs> Tim Tebow now on Podcast 23 on how to live a life of significance. This isn't (laughs) word. Example is a guy was hit by a flying cow. The cow fell off a cliff. (laughs) 
And, and here's this guy minding his own business. Oh, my gosh. Walking along at the Did bottom of a cliff. It doesn't say. I So I don't think so, but. Unless they didn't want to, they want to spare us of that, and they just have the guy hit by a. Call. I mean, if you if a cow, you know, a thousand pound cow falls off a cliff, can you imagine the impact yeah. that would have that'd at the be, bottom of a cliff? You'd have that'd be a crater. Yeah. Right? So, okay, here's a guy. That'd be that, a mess uh, is what it would be. Oh my goodness! Hit by a flying horse. How did he become airborne? Fell out of a trailer on an overpass. <gasps> Oh, poor horse. Poor horse, yes, but poor guy. I mean, <laughs> I could see, you know, you could say, oh, the horse must have been jumping over something. And he, sure. No, this is sure. a this is a, a falling, fast falling horse. No control there. You fall off an overpass. So, falls off an overpass. Hits a guy out, on out the of ground. A, out of a trailer. Yeah. So, owners yeah. are morons. Well, something happened there. Door swung open there. Door swung open, driving too fast. Because how do you get the door to open and the thing to fall out to go over the overpass without driving erratically in the first place? Well, yeah, all I know is what I got here. (laughs) Now, in in Clarksville, Tennessee, another unassuming pedestrian along Dover Road was smacked by a deer that sailed into him after had collided with a minivan. Oh. So the deer's jumping across the road like they are want to do. Uh-huh. Minivan, boom, deer goes flying, hits a guy, just walking along the <laughs> sidewalk there. She, the pedestrian was taken to the hospital with broken bones. So I would imagine if he just had broken uh, bones, that's uh, he came off pretty good there. See, with the other ones, I wonder if the people end up dying. Because well, it that one say they said, what it could be. Yeah, because that, that one they said they had broken bones. Because I can't imagine living through either of those other things. A flying pig, I mean, a flying cow or a flying horse would definitely from get your attention height. from an overpass or a yeah, that's, cliff. Those are like a thousand <laughs> pounds. Yeah. Okay. So there's a lot of strange ways to die, and we're listing them apparently in the bottom <laughs> of the column news. <laughs> apparently. We'll see. <laughs> Say we could do a search for that. Uh, oh, that's a, that's a thing. Dumb that ways is a to thing. die. There's a website about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, let's shift gears here. This <laughs> is probably the, a good idea. The Kwame Company podcast number twenty-four. So a lot of people said we wouldn't get to twenty-five. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> a lot of people. Yeah. It I like how you're always bringing that up. These naysayers. So many people. All these naysayers <laughs> out there. Oh, you'll never get more than two or three. Ha. Basha, I say we're on number twenty-four. Of course, it's not done yet, so we'll have to see. Right. But uh, we've got some uh, some audio here from Hillsong United's uh, Taya Smith. Or did okay. you say Taya? Taya. I said Taya, but Taya. I don't okay. know. Taya Smith. I, I could be totally wrong. Uh, she's part of Hillsong. You know, Hillsong, if you've attended any church in the last 10 years that uses a contemporary worship music, chances are you've sung a Hillsong song. Most likely. Really high chance. If you keep up with contemporary Christian music, even remotely, you recognize the voice of Taya Smith. Uh, She's a member of Hillsong United. And here on the Kwame Company podcast, number 24, she's speaking about worship. That's a big responsibility, being a worship leader. You know, (laughs) putting words of worship in somebody's mouth, that's not something to be taken lightly. I know. Taya, well, you know, (laughs) yeah, of course. 
She speaks candidly about worship and being vulnerable before God. And in her view, that's the only way to worship is to be mm-hmm. vulnerable in front of God. So here's, uh, here's Taya on worship. Worship is a weapon. And it's a weapon where I feel like when you give people the right words to confess, it's almost like a sword. And if they're words that are based on the Bible, the Bible is truth and it's a sword and it cuts through flesh and spirit. And I feel like at times when it's really, whatever I've been going through has been very heavy. I feel like worship has given me words as like a weapon just to cut off things that I don't need to be thinking about or cut off um, feelings that are quite heavy and um, that would hold me back from what I'm actually meant to be going forward in and pursuing God with. And there's been times where I would laugh now in like um, thankfulness because at times when it just, life was like quite hard and I was still in a position of leading worship and you're trying to lead through something and you're maybe questioning the very thing that you're seeing over people. But I think that's the kindness of God that, like I think I said it before that um, night after night, like I was put in the presence of God and you can't be in the presence of God without like softening your heart or leading you to a very honest and raw place because I feel like um, that's how we're called to be worshippers of spirit and truth and you have to be honest and even if sometimes it's embarrassing because you're bringing all of yourself before God and there's like ugly parts and parts that you're like I can't believe I'm thinking that or feeling that whilst leading people into a holy place but God is kind and I feel like I've experienced the kindness of God in those moments when it would have been so easy to pull away and go, I actually can't do this and it's not for me right now. But it actually continually made me um, press in and go after the things of God and put the words in my mouth when I needed to believe it. Ms. Taya Smith on worship next time on Kwame and Company. Uh, more lazy ways of getting out of work by goofy <laughs> ideas from Reader's Digest people. Ingenious ways. Ingenious, that's mm-hmm. right. That's the, that's the highlighted yeah, the, word the, there. The, the word in quotes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, maybe some more bottom of the column news. I don't think I have any more flying animal stories, but we'll see. Um, uh, Smile Again Ministries. Oh. Talk to those guys. Oh, good. Yeah, it's a, a great ministry for people who have lost children. Right. Um, uh, children that have died and uh, how to minister to people going through that kind of grief, which I can't imagine I'm worse. I'm guessing we're hearing from the one that has lost a child. Yes, sir. Yes. Yes, ma'am. All right. And uh, he would know. Apologetics and, and mission. Apologetics, the whole uh, whole uh, uh, direction of, of a confident argument for the reality of faith. Apologetics. Right. Uh, and how that... Uh, fits into uh, mission so all of that boy this is like a lot of content in this one and it, that's good because it'll be podcast number 25 perfect all right you can get all your 
podcast, Kwame and Company podcast, 1 through 24. Well, you're listening to where you can get it, I guess. <laughs> if you or have you can go to, to our website at theword.mn. That's a good place. And you can listen online to the radio program in the mornings from 6 to 9. Okay. Uh, right there, too. Or you can search the... App? The, for the app. Yeah. How do you do that? The word Minnesota? Is that how we found it? Yeah. I, I, yeah. That's one of the ways. We, yeah. If you try the word.mn, it's not working like it used to. So no. uh, the word Christian radio, or it, it sure. pops up a lot of different, just like you're Googling something mm-hmm. in your app store. Just keep looking for it until you find it. You'll find it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Amy. 